a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Welcome to the Anime Summit Podcast. I am Jedi Master Obi-Sam Kenobi. And then with me is Danny the Fat. Danny the Hut. Oh, that was good. You had it. Oh, man. That's actually man messed up. Yeah. Well, Danny hello the there. <laughs> I'm Darth. Call me Darth Nick. Darth Nickius. And Darth Nickius. I am the Senate. <laughs> it's just oh, like, dude, every time you do that, man. you just do it too well. Yeah, <laughs> I really got to relish every I word. <laughs> I am the Senate. Oh, my God. You got to let them drip off your tongue. The dark side of the force. Welcome yeah, to the dude. dark side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, we're, today we're talking about the awesome fucking... Uh, anthology shorts anime anthology series star wars visions uh on disney plus and uh yeah dude this came out september last year so like it like just like oh, 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 still a bit ago probably five months ago now but we finally got around to watching it we were by the time we wanted to like like review it or we were ready to review it out of like the seasonal stuff danny like took a break because she was moving. doing whatever yeah, and I was like, well, crap, she probably wants to review that, too. So, But, yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, very excited to uh, talk about Star Wars. Finally get to talk about Star Wars on here. She Woo! Oh, we got to do the art. We got to do the, 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 uh, oh, God, sand people. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Oh, that was actually pretty good, dude. That was I didn't way do better loud than enough. I ever did. Yeah, that's that's. I used to be able to do that, but that was way better than how I ever used to do it. All right, so Danny, good. now do uh, now do R two D 2s beeps. Yeah, <laughs> Danny, do the do the Jawas. You got to be the Jawas. Oh, oh, Danny! <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be making Star Wars noises. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now speaking uh now speaking like like Jar Jar. oh fun like, fact Jar Jar. hold Jabba on fu- fun fact fun fact um uh Aaron uh what's his name the guy who played obi-wan oh Ewan mcgregor yeah Ewan he's McGregor, getting his own show he, he uh when when they were doing the lightsaber fights he would do the that's because he's anytime literally anytime like they were like they were fighting and stuff and the editors had to like literally edit him like making those sounds apparently is really difficult for them they're like dude can you stop and he's like sorry like like, no i'm not gonna (laughs) stop like this is too much fun i'm sorry this is a star wars movie space Oh wait, that's 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 Space, Star Trek. The final that's, that's, that's Star Trek. Oh, we should have came in with that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very excited because like obviously like I've talked about Star Wars like on the newscast like mentioning and oh yeah the Jedi Order is coming out or this game's coming out or this movie is coming out, but like no, it's, I'm very excited and this is the coolest Star Wars thing I've seen in a long time and because like I I mean I know Episode Nine came out recently like you know a couple years ago but you know that was okay I guess but like. And maybe it's just, like, maybe it's the bias. Maybe I'm biased or something because it was anime. But, like, this was way cooler than episodes 8 and 9. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? I just, like, just say that right now. But anyway, enough talk. Let's just get into it. Who cares, dude? Um, links.animesummit.net. Click that or type that in the URL. Go there. And that's where you can follow everything. And I got a couple of videos I'm uploading to Anime Summit Extra, so if you're not uploading or subscribed to Anime Summit Extra, go there. And then patreon.com slash anime summit. Of course, become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. He'll fly to your house and marathon all of Clone Wars with you. If you've never seen Clone Wars, you should. Super sweet. Actually, it's a great show. Um, dude, let's do- Actually, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you can watch it all on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. Which is where this came out on. So yeah, pretty much everything's on Disney+. Plus. All the Star anything, Wars stuff. Anything Star Wars, yeah. Um, listener question of the week, Nick. Let's go. You'll find that our question is fully operational. <laughs> <laughs> this Too week's good. question is from King. <laughs> Who are your favorite anime siblings? That's a good one. That's a good one. Woo! That's a good one. Hmm. I'm going to Google it. <clears throat> yeah, and I my opinion from my, Google? My voice sounding a little hoarse. Um, what do you guys yeah, think? That's a, that's a good question. No, I'm trying to think. Like, I really can't think of Now it's like I'm putting it on the spot. Uh, hmm. What about Danny? Seshomaru and Inuyasha. Oh, my God. Ooh. No Pretty Inuyasha. Pick somebody, pick somebody who's not lame. Fuck Damn, you, bro. Haterade. What the <laughs> hell? Get out of here. Okay, Nick is officially canceled, so. Haterade. I'm picking the Elric brothers. It's you guys can kiss my butt. It's just going to be me and, <laughs> me and Sam doing the podcast from now on. Oh, wait, no, the boy and the girl from Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> the fuck is oh. wrong with you? She really likes those candies. Why do you always got to ruin Why? everything? Okay. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, because, like, you know. They got that brotherly rivalry going on, and oh no way, no 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 no, Araragi and his sister, because he brushes her teeth. God, okay. Uh, what what about saying? you, Danny? Um, ah, well, I I'm gonna say because I just fin I just caught up with Demon Slayer. I'm gonna say Tanjiro and Nezuko. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's, that's pretty probably, good. Yeah. That's the best answer. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was gonna say we should also try to avoid like big spoilers too, because there's a few here that are spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good um, thing none of us said it. All right. No, no, no. Yeah, like uh, I mean, yeah, Inuyasha and Sashomi. You know that's right away when Sashomi. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Um, he's like the first like big bad, I think, kind of technically, isn't he? Yeah, he pretty much is. But anyway. Uh, Danny, whose waifu has Bando? Waifu is uh, Kara from episode five of uh, Star Wars Visions, which is the ninth Jedi. That that's the name of the episode. And yep. Husbando is uh, Ronan uh, from episode one, the duel. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a name. They just call him Ronan. Yeah. Because he doesn't tell anyone his name. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah, The man dude. with no name. Isn't that, a, isn't that a movie name? Ronan. Man with 47. no name. The man with no name. I think it is. This got to no be a Western. Man. Oh, um, uh, yeah, Clint, <coughs> East, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, okay. Clint Eastwood, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Do yeah, a lot of the Star Wars punk? stuff is based on Westerns and uh, Japanese samurai stuff. So Yeah. So uh, just quickly, because I know Nick is probably going to say, hey, you should say this. But, like, if for you, for those who don't know, if you live under a rock, I guess, Star Wars is a franchise that started in the 70s, written by George Lucas. It's a space opera. It takes place in a long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is where it takes place. In which humans and many species of alien, humanoid, coexist with robots. There's star battles. There's uh, political upheaval, political war between the Galactic Republic and then the separatists form and take over the Republic. And then there's the resistance, the rebels, all kinds of stuff. And it's it's a big... It's a big wanting to take over the galaxy kind of thing, and then people going, mm, uh, "Fascism sucks." So no, you know. What yeah, I mean? we're gonna use our version of it, where you can't, you can't love anybody. <laughs> can't love nobody. Because that's the Jedi thing. They're like, you have to be a virgin. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but like, but like Nick says though, um, Star Wars it borrows a lot from inspiration from like Akira Kurosawa films. Um. And uh, the only one I've ever seen is Seven Samurai. I haven't seen any other. I haven't film. seen any of them. Seven Samurai is really good, and there, Seven Samurai has inspired a lot of things outside of Star Wars, especially. So it's really. Well, cool. I, I know the original Star Wars was kind of a loose retelling of Hidden Fortress. Uh, yeah, and That's then what also it has like, yeah, pretty much Akira Kurosawa, like a lot of his movies, like Yojimbo and Throne of Blood and all that stuff. I haven't seen any of them, but you know, mm. you can but you can tell whenever they're then, whenever they're paying homage but there's also like the western elements like you know like han solo is very much he fills that oh role. yeah he's yeah kind mm-hmm. of the, he's the quick drama gras he just is going he's just he's just a wanderer going through town han trying to make solo money. shot first trying to live <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had to. to yeah but um yeah dude i mean so that's what star wars is right it's pretty much like and, space westerns yeah it has like a loose influence with Dune too, because of the uh, spice and sci-fi. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that came before mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. and it's the number five uh, most highest-grossing media franchise. Yeah, that makes behind a lot of sense. Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Mickey Mouse, Winnie the Pooh, and then it goes Star Wars. How the hell is Winnie the Pooh that high? What the fuck? Winnie the fucking that is insane. Pooh, What's wrong I with love- Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. I'm just saying it's number four above Star Wars. Shit. I love Winnie. Dude, I love Winnie the Pooh. I mean, <clears throat> who doesn't like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, A. A. Milne. I have the complete collection of all the Winnie the Pooh stuff, and I just love it. Um, yeah, dude. And then so basically, Too Long Didn't Read. There were f- three films that came out in the 70s and 80s that were episodes four, five, and six. Then in like the early 2000s, there was, and I think 99. Episodes one, two, and three, which told is like the prequel trilogy, and then recently in the last like five years, we got the sequel trilogy, which was episodes seven, eight, nine, and that all compromises something called the Skywalker saga. And in this whole entire saga, you learn about Jedi, which are like these code of people who can use the Force, bounty hunters, uh, all kinds of shit. 
Just in and space. the Sith. It's the Jedi versus the Sith, pretty much. Or no, it's Sorry, the, I didn't even say that. The Sith, it's the, yeah, uh, what is it? The the Rebels versus the... Um, Republic. Republic. The Empire, sorry. The well, Empire. it's the Empire, and then I think it's Republic later on or something. They or took, no, they the took, they took over the Republic. They took over the Republic. Yeah. And, and, I suck and, at yeah. Star Wars lore. <laughs> I'm not really qualified. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Separatists took over the Republic um, because... Palpatine was the senator, and he. Yeah. Anyway, whatever doesn't matter. But anyways, you should watch Star Wars. That being said, yeah. At least I mean, just watch. Check it out. You don't have to think. Yeah. It's not, it might not be your favorite thing, but at least watch it. You're a fucking loser if you don't watch Star Wars. Seriously. And so Star Seriously, Wars. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Like if you if you don't watch some of the most famous like media franchises, like what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, that's Nick, just fucking sad. What are you doing with your life? I'll watch Terminator. All right. The one. The one. <laughs> the one who is all like the. Uh, Shrek is the best movie ever. Hey, Shrek is a classic. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Nick you has should a, come on on our freaking uh, cinematography, and and yeah, Sam I and I will a, school you. Uh, no, I want to get a Nick initial reaction cinematography episode of Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. only anyway, my my deal was I only had to watch Terminator two. I don't have to. I don't have to watch one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should watch one. You should. You should watch the first two. At nope. Least. The deal me and me and Jeremy said was Terminator Two. Jeremy <laughs> fucked up. He should have told you to watch the first two. Hashtag playing on the podcast. Well, so we, Sam and I, are making you watch the first one. So now you have to. All right, do you guys order. have to watch Shrek back to back. Okay, planning on the podcast. Hashtag everyone <laughs> take a shot. So anime anthology series, right? We had a few of these before. The one of the first ones we ever got was the Animatrix. There was also one way back in the day called Robot Carnival. Um, oh, there yeah, was, I gotta watch that one. The Batman yeah. one? Then there's Gotham Knight, which is the Batman one, which has five Yeah, that shorts. one's weird. Um, but, you know, they kind what of are like these side about? stories that take place in the universe that either do or either don't. In the Animatrix's case, Didn't all they have of X-Men take... one, too? That was, like, really bad? No, that's an actual, like, OVA That series. was, like, yeah, that was a... Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Show. We're not telling all yeah. of them, but... Yeah. But like the most popular ones are Animatrix, Gotham Knights, Robot Carnival, and probably this one now. So some of these shorts um do take place within like whether they're canon or not, I guess is I don't know. No, none of them are canon. But, it's just like they got a bunch of anime studios to make whatever they wanted, pretty much. Right. But some of Star these Wars. like if they were canon, some of them do take place like in the in like after, before, during the whatever. Uh, the first one is an alternate history, and I think that the last one is as well. But we can talk that talk about those when we when we go in them. So let's just start. Let's just get into it. Um, there were uh, nine shorts. Okay, some of them fifteen minutes. Some of them, one of them, I think, was like twenty or eighteen minutes. Um, but it was really easy to watch. About two and a half hours altogether. A little bit under two and a half hours. And so we'll take you through each of these. And kind of score them at the end, and then we'll we'll score. We'll ask some questions at the end of what we think about some of these studios and whatever, and then we'll be on our fucking way to becoming a uh, proper Jedi. Uh, let's fucking do it, dude. Number one <laughs> is the duel by Studio Kamikaze Doga, and this was directed by Takunobu Mizuno and written by Takashi Okazaki. Takunobu Mizuno. Uh, you might know him. He did Rapid Rouge in the 24th Animator Expo shorts. Uh, he hasn't done much at all, actually. He This is like the third or fourth he thing was he's the ever CG, directed. He was the CG director for Batman Ninja. Which is cool if you've never seen it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Batman Ninja. But so this one, the duel, is in an alternate, alternate kind of uh, Star Wars version where like it's very heavily feudal Japan, uh, clearly, which again makes sense, right? Because like Nick mentioned earlier. You know, the Akira Kurosawa films were a big influence. And the, the Code of the Samurai, the Bushido Code, was a big influence on Jedi. Uh, on the pat being, you know, being a Jedi is like being a samurai. So it was kind of cool. Um, but basically this wanderer goes through this little village. And then the a bunch of stormtroopers and uh, um, what you can imagine to be the Empire comes through and starts, you know, ravaging everything, taking everything. And, of course, they're backed by a Sith, a heavily armed Sith uh Sith Lord and they have like a modified lightsaber which like has like adaptive parts to it and they can use like as a parasol saber thing or just like a regular lightsaber and it was fucking cool. Which that was and, yeah, that was that was pretty sweet to watch. And so the wanderer's like, okay, well I'm here. I might as well see if I can protect these people from these assholes. And he walks into the middle of the village in the middle of like gunfire between the village guardians and the stormtroopers just all casual and they start fighting and it's like this really cool fucking uh fight it's a cg animated one and it's super i thought the cg was great yeah it's all black and white it looks sweet it's all uh, sorry i didn't even fucking mention that yeah it's all black and white and the only parts that are colored are lightsabers and lights and lasers here Mm -hmm. and there but uh kamikaze doga uh they've done uh some stuff for They've helped work CG for uh, JoJo uh, and that's Batman kind of the most Ninja. famous one, yeah, yeah, and some other stuff. So uh, this this one's kind of like uh, Yojimbo, I, I think. I saw a YouTube video where they mentioned that. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, this was super cool. It was it was really sweet. What did you guys think of? Uh, what did you guys think of the CG? Like, would you watch CG anime that was like this? Because I totally would. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, I don't know, on a long episode, I might get a little, like, seat car sick. <laughs> oh, sure, know. like motion sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really like the style of it. I loved how the uh, she had, like, the Frankenstein hair when the when the Sith lady took off her robe. Um, you had, it was like, it looked like Afro Samurai a little bit, reminded me of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the 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 ruse that the the Ronin used to to defeat her at the end was fucking sweet. <laughs> that like in, was in so the waterfall sick. in the shrine. I was like, oh, so sick, bro. I guess we don't want to like super. Do we spoil these? Like maybe don't super spoil them. But um, yeah. So it this one was really was really cool. Uh, that said, yeah, it, it I don't know how. I, I would say that there's at least a couple other ones, one or two other ones that, that have that would be like a more interesting like story pilot than this one. Yeah, this one is just know, like I all style like, to me. Well, I feel yeah. like this the duel was definitely a a good um, start to start off with it. Yeah, it's um, a good opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I mean, sure. it definitely it, it was a good opener for sure. Um, I I mean I really enjoyed it and personally I would have I probably would have liked to see a series out of that because um <clears throat> the ending I thought was pretty neat because you know it reveal like it reveals that like who he was and everything like who the wanderer was a little bit yeah, yeah a yeah, little yeah. bit like well, he's I, like a like, he's like a Sith 
or like a disaffected. Well, Sith. I didn't want to like. They show it like in the middle okay, of the episode. It's fine. He has a red lightsaber. Um, <laughs> He's like a. Oh, yeah, well, he does, right. yeah, he does have a red lightsaber. And it's everything. not a spoiler. But like, I thought, I thought like the ending part of that, like when the the village chief went up to him and was all like, "Thank you," you know, like. They like they even said thank he they said thank you Jedi, and then you know as he was taking um, the crystal from the um, lightsaber, he like kind of peeked at his pocket, like he opened his his like jacket a little bit, and you can see like a bunch of the red crystals and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty interesting that like he was kind of like a Sith slayer. Yeah. A Sith hunter and stuff. So yeah, he's like I, yeah. I think I would definitely, you know, I mean, almost all of the these um, shorts, I would honestly like to see more of. Some of them I probably wouldn't. Um, but well, we can talk about it at the end when we yeah yeah yeah. Them. yeah. So, but I, I thought factor was, I really was thought there. that this was a great start and everything, and and honestly, I kind of would want to see so, uh, like some anime like this, like in black and white. Um, I feel like that would be interesting, maybe, or at least like a a movie or something. Yeah, yeah. apparently, yeah. black and white is actually more expensive. I don't know if that's true or not, but. It also, is kind of was... black and white is interesting because like, it's kind of good and kind of bad. Like I know yeah. there's like the black and white movies that are classics, but certain things like you just want them in color, like animation or animation. There are certain um, things that you can't show like on a black and white. You know what I mean? Like because it doesn't show up well. It could still like... it could still work. I mean, you know, like Gunbuster had a black and white episode. Uh, obviously, the old anime. I think it wasn't Astro Boy in black and white, or is that wrong? I mean, the stuff that's older than that was black and white for sure, but right, it just feels a little weird to have animation be black and white. Right. But Um, it looks cool. Yeah, dude. Um, Yeah, dude, the duel. Very fucking cool. It was definitely I like how it tanned up into the stars at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of them did that. The uh, scenery, and then it just pans up. Uh, I, I thought it was a very good opener. It was like very much just made to open the what the rest of what you were gonna watch. You know, it's like oh shit, this is what we're doing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, very cool, very cool way for Kamikaze Doga to bring themselves into the forefront. And say yeah, we're we're fucking here too. We can compete with like these other big uh, names up here. So very sweet. Um, and also Lucy Liu was the voice of the Sith. Yes. Oh, did you guys yeah, watch Sith it in English shit. or Japanese? I watched on Disney Plus in English. I know the the subtitles are better for some of these, especially episode two. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I watched it in English. Yeah, I just so. watched it in English because that's what I had it as, and I just thought it's Star oh, Wars. Oh, it was know? fun. It was funny because mine, like, because James and I watched this yesterday, and. Um, it was set to Japanese, and I mean, I didn't mind watching it in Japanese, and then all of a sudden, like, the characters started talking, and there was no subtitles, so I'm all like, I don't know what they're saying, <laughs> and then I oh, realized, yeah. so. You're a um, podcaster, the, you should know. One of the cool things about <laughs> and Disney some. Plus, and one of the cool <laughs> things about Disney Plus is that they have the audio and subtitles available in over 10 languages oh so. yeah 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 but That's apparently really the cool. subtitles weren't as good because they have like a 
It's just not as good as like the fan subs apparently sure. on Disney Plus, but I don't know. That being said, um, Lucy Liu, you know, playing Oren Ishii and Kill Bill, and then playing this also other Deadly Samurai was really fucking cool. Oh, yeah, Kill Bill inspired by a bunch of stuff too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, number two. I by the way, the the umbrella lightsaber is one of my favorites. Yeah, it was so she had a red lightsaber and then this attachment went on top of it to make the saber split into like fucking sick five or six spines and it made like a parasol. It was fucking sick. Um yeah, dude. Number two. Oh yeah, that's like by the way, that's like peak Sith design right there. Her design as a Sith was bad. Yeah, dude, she was dope. She was sick. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Uh should have said that earlier. Number two. Tatooine Rhapsody. The weirdest one. (laughs) Yeah, directed by Taku Kimura, written by Yasumi Atarashi, Studio Colorado. Colorado? I love love Colorado. I knew you were going to like this one some. Yeah, I love Studio Colorado. um, This is like like Leiji Matsumoto or something. (laughs) It reminds me of that. Taku Kimura, he did Galaxy Express 999. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, too, like yeah. the bean people that look fucking ugly as shit. <laughs> well, Taku Kimura, he's very into kind of like the older looking kind of, um, yeah, because he's also the guy who did Concrete Revolution. So, or Studio he, or Colorado he, did uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings, so they did. I definitely got a vibe like Pokemon vibes. Also, with Tatooine I, Rhapsody. Also, I got that super wrong. Taku Kimura directed this, but he. Uh, voice acted in Concrete Revolution, so I don't know. That's uh, either a different one. Oh, they're two different people. That's why I got it wrong. Clicked on the wrong fucking thing, yo. Know? Um, Taku Kimura directed A Place Further Than the Universe, Episode 6, Tacked Up Destiny for a few episodes, and Boogie Pop and Others for Episode 4. So, yeah, Studio Colorado is sick. Uh, I like I like their logo. It's just a little 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 swan. Little Swan Studio Colorado. Tattooing Rhapsody, this takes place during the Clone Wars, and a Jedi Padawan named Jay attempts to escape from the war, and he stumbles upon uh he falls like off of the side of a building while running, and he lands in a little ship, and it's run by Gee the Hut. And later all of a sudden Jay is in Gee the Hut's band called Star Waver. He's in a rock band. This is a rock band Star Wars episode. <laughs> And the and the Jay lightsaber is, played, is their microphone. <laughs> it's his microphone, yeah. And the the it's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays his voice. Yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, uh, so years later, during the reign of the Galactic Empire, now they're a band traveling around in this ship, which is also their stage, which is kind of neat, right? They just drive around and then they open it up, and they're like, "Okay, come to the show," you know, and um. Boba Fett, the Fett Man himself, okay, he comes in, uh, tells Gee, dude, you got to come with me, Jabba the Hutt, sent me to come get you, and you got to stop being a little fat bitch, and you got to come back home with the other fat bitches that we work with, all right? And then Jabba the Hutt's like all, you know, he's Jabba the Hutt, and he gets what he wants by using his money and power. And his girth. And his girth. (laughs) So, Gee not wanting to, you know, he doesn't want to be part of that. He doesn't want to be part of the family crime syndicate of the Huts, and he wants to just be in a band. And so, 
and you know Boba's like, dude, I'm gonna kill all your friends. Like if you fucking, like I'm literally gonna kill your whole band if you don't fucking come with me. So of course Guy is like, no, dude, I love my friends, I love my band, I'll come with you. And then, th- I don't really think this Wait, is bad. Well, if we sp- wasn't, all right, Sam, you gotta you gotta summarize it a little Guy, quicker but, next time. Like, wasn't Guy like wanted for something? I don't. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because anyways, Bo- when I was Boba Fett like took him anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, because Guy went with him because he didn't want his band to get killed. So, anyway, the thing is, I, I don't, and this is not really a spoil. I don't care if we spoil this one because it's just what is kind of you know. But like, they go and save Guy by like playing a band. They're like, give us one, give us one last request. Let us play a band. They win a band. their hearts with music, and they win their hearts with music. That's pretty much what it is. And then they end up surviving because Jay is like, hey, Jabba, become our sponsor. And the people of Tatooine like their music, so he's like, oh, okay, good investment opportunity. GG. Fuck it. <laughs> GG. That's literally it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I could have been quicker with that. But and yeah, Boba that's, that's Fett literally it. crowd surfs. That would have been hilarious. No one would be. <laughs> no, he did, I think. No, no I don't think that Nobody happens. would be able to lift the hut. What are you talking about? No, I said about? Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. Oh, Boba Fett. Oh, no, sorry. Not... Oh, yes. Was it yes, Boba, Fett? Boba Fett? Yeah, Boba Fett. Yes, Boba yeah. Fett did crowd surf. Yes, yeah. you're right. No, not Jabba the Hutt. God damn, dude. Yeah. yeah, there was a part where Boba Fett was like kind of tapping his foot a little. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of into this. Like, Yeah, <laughs> no, really ja- Jabba was tapping his tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jabba was tapping his tail. It was really funny. Um, I can't imagine, like, the one thing I didn't like about watching this in English is, like, that song sounded super like it yeah, it's was weird. kind of very cringy a little bit. Yeah. I was all like, uh It probably would have sounded way better in Japanese. But uh yeah. Uh anyways, the art style to this one is kind of chibiish, kind of super deformed a little bit. Yeah, it's like so Leiji Matsumoto, kinda... right? Uh no, not really. No. Yeah. Uh, right. He doesn't do his Didn't he do like... uh he did, who did Galaxy Express, nine 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 nine? That was Leiji Matsumoto, but that's not super deformed or chibi at all. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's actually not. I no, definitely not. got more. Was it Galaxy po- Express? Yeah, you got the fucking bean people. I got <laughs> more like Pokemon that. out of this episode than anything. And it makes sense because Studio Colorado did um, Twilight Wings. So. Yeah, kind of bigger head. Yeah. Smaller body kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like not me like in real Galaxy life. Galaxy Express. Like Nick in real life, yes. Oh, like a, like um, a lollipop. It was kind of cute to see Boa Fett in that form, um, honestly. Yeah, he uh, was baby, like, baby he, uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> he was a little cutie. So, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, I didn't think Boba Fett was too threatening because he was just so adorable. Right, so, that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if I if I saw Boba Fett like that in real life, I would just let la- like if he was here to like take me as because like i was a wanted uh because he's there like he took me as a bounty i would just be i would just straight up laugh at him i'm like i'm sorry dude you're just a chibi you little the, you're the not you're, you're just oh. literally you're literally just not threat threatening at all to me dude so sorry yeah. danny would do the ara ara laugh <laughs> <laughs> God. uh yeah this so one anyway. was the, was like the least star wars of all the shorts i would say but it uh, it was also kind of the funniest one. Yeah, yeah. Just because it was so out there. Definitely one of the shorter ones, too. Um, oh, we forgot to rate the duel, score the duel. Uh, but anyways, what do we, I mean, what we, do we score, Ted? 
we could do that now, or do we we could we could do it at the end? We could just like list rank them all at the end or something. Oh yeah, fire them all at the end. Yeah, we could do that. We'd yeah. be like, here's my list from nine to one. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do that just sta- just list them out. Don't like describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better. Way better. Way better. Okay, planning on the podcast. Everyone, shut up. Planning on the podcast. All right. Uh, let's go on to number three though. Um, number three, the twins. Studio Hiroyuki, Trigger. Hideyuki Imaishi, the goat. Uh, written by Hiromi Wakabayashi and Studio Trigger. Um, I was a little this... disappointed with this one. This one, is no, crazy. I fucking loved it. Nah. Yeah, this one, fucking. How dare you, I Danny? Don't know. I, I mean, I, I liked it, like, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a Trigger I, fan, bitch. I, though. I, Let's song summarize. I feel it. like, but I feel like I liked the Elder way better. Yeah, there's there's one. other ones with more story. All but right, so anyway. I'm in elevator pitch. What is this one? The twins, basically, this takes place after the Battle of Exegol, which is the last battle in Episode Nine, the climactic battle of the sequel saga. And they make this twin, the the remnants of the First Order and Sith Eternal, make a twin Star Destroyer powered by two um, uh, Force-sensitive biological-made and, like, laboratory-made twins named Kare and Am. One powers one side, one powers the other. And Kare doesn't want to be a Sith. He doesn't want to do that shit. And he realizes he has a vision with the Force that shows their destruction, and it shows uh, his twin sister Am dying. And so he doesn't want to do that. They're powered by these really huge kyber crystals on each side, and their armors interact with those crystals. And it this twin Star Destroyer can like destroy a whole planet, just like the fucking uh, Star Destroyer or um, uh, Death Star can. So, uh, but yeah. Basically, Kare tries to take his carver crystal and dips it with his uh, droid Arduo, and Am stops him at the top. And of they the have ship. a crazy space battle. That's the and show. And they have okay. a huge fucking crazy lightsaber battle and sick. Yeah. That they're in space and it's triggering. How do they not die? Because that's the only Danny, thing. he's he's a. He's I feel like Mary that's Poppins, li- Princess Leia. <laughs> I literally that whole part, like when I re- when I finally realized that they were in space, I'm all like, that's and they're talking what, and they can hear each other in space. That's literally what yeah. <laughs> me. I'm all like, are you serious? Like this is not. No. Well, we're not in the alien universe, so clearly yeah. in space, people can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew that Trigger and I knew Imaishi and. Uh, Wakabayashi, we're just going to go crazy with it. I mean, they the, the thing about each one of these writers and directors, they love Star Wars. So, like, they I'm not sure what direction they were given when they were asked to do it, but I'm sure it was something along the lines of do whatever the fuck you want, and that's what they did. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, I mean, just just go full trigger studio trigger and just go. Yeah, do the everything. reason why we picked you is so you do your thing. Dude, his uh, sister has eight lightsabers? Six? Six lightsabers? She's straight up General Grievous. Yeah, she's, she's like, dude, <laughs> dude, I'm addition James, to my collection. <laughs> it was funny because James said that too. Like when she whipped out all those uh, lightsabers, she's and James goes, all right, General Grievous. Like, How is she carrying all of them? Doesn't she only have two arms? No, so her armor had the arms built in the back. Oh, and when she put okay. her broken kyber crystal in her chest in the armor, she was able to use them like that. So... Plus the two she had with their own Kyra crystals in them, but um, also uh, Neil Patrick Harris voiced uh, Kari, Kari, and then yeah. uh, Allison Brie voiced Am, which was sick. 
Alison Brie is hot. I, I have. We a, try not to sexualize her. I have a crush on her. Alison Brie can Alison my Brie anytime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can tell very much so that this is Trigger. You can tell that they reuse character sheets from Promare. Oh, yeah, it looks like the guy from Promare. Yeah, and for for Leo. Uh, uh, I'm, wa- I'm rewatching it right now as he's taking the lightsaber and just extending his lightsaber like Goku power pole style and just running it through the Star Destroyer. It's so sick, dude. It's so dope. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's like, the most ridiculous shit ever. Like, this would... Only Trigger could do this. Like, this would never happen to Star Wars. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I th- I do think it's funny that it happens... It's, they're supposed to happen after the Battle of Exegol. Uh, and they're, they're... They don't want to make a new Repub. But, like, this one guy with a 20-mile lightsaber just is like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, they do the they do the last Jedi thing and uh, cut it cut the ship in half. Yeah, going light speed. I would have killed the last Jedi. Uh, but anyway, Jedi. Very fucking cool. I very much like it. They have this another really all crazy... style, no substance. <laughs> yeah, pretty trigger. much. They have this really cool just power. Just imagine two like godlike Jedi's just like going at it in space. Very fucking yeah. cool. And so, it ends on uh, the any... Tatooine twin sons named the twins. There you go. Uh, any final thoughts on this one, Danny or Nick? A lot of pink and, and blue. Pink and blue. A lot of red and blue, pink and blue. Red and blue, pink and blue. It was uh, fine. The animation and fight for this <laughs> one was awesome. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was like was it was kind of like a DBZ fight where they're just kind of like flailing around really fast. Yeah. The choreography wasn't like at the same level as like the duel. Yeah. Uh, so Dan- but so- it was it was sweet, dude. This the lightsaber going through the star destroyer was fucking awesome. <laughs> so Danny, you didn't like it just because it was just ridiculous? Or- uh, I mean, like the premise of it was kind of silly to me. Like again, you know, them magically being able to fight in liter in literal space, like the vacuum of space. Yeah, yeah it's the like, power. They have the power of friendship. They're siblings. Well, to be fair, also, like, they're not, I don't think they're superhuman. They're superhuman, right? Because they were biologically made. But, like, they don't, don't say know. that. So, you know. know. <laughs> like, if I, if, I feel like if I would have had a little bit more of an explanation. There's there's maybe. characters in Star Wars who can breathe in space. If you get, if you get uh, like, cybernetic implants, you can do it. Oh, that's true. They, that's they, true. You could just assume they had that, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to assume that they don't. That. So. Well, like. Like it, I mean, like they said in the beginning, though, like, and they use Sith alchemy to like genetically make these two. So who knows? They could have just put that in there when they were growing them in the fucking test tubes, you know. But no, I maybe get they you, just have you know? on invisible spacesuits, Danny. I I went in it knowing it was going to be kind of ridiculous because it's. Trigger, I mean, so. I knew, Imaishi, I, Imaishi is when, like insane. <laughs> I mean, right, when yeah, I when yeah. I first saw, you know, like like clips of it of that in particular and stuff, I knew it was it was kind of gonna be like promare and everything like that so because it's honestly almost like a cut and paste especially for the the design and everything like that especially for leo like they literally just took leo's face and slapped it on a star wars uh episode well like i said it's not it's not uncommon that to use use character sheets and that's what they did Uh, um that one was definitely very like like i knew that that was trigger like i didn't even have to um, like I had my phone with me and looking at, um, the studios, like on, you know, who did them and everything like that. I was kind of like following along 
But the minute that the twins came up, I instantly knew, like, okay, that's trigger. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's Imayushi's art style and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. I, I but, liked uh, the well, other, I liked the other trigger one way better. Yeah. Which is coming up. Uh, is it the next one? No, it's, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's a couple from this one. The number four, The Village Bride. This one uh, was directed by Hitoshi really Haga. Really good, too. Written by Takahito Oonishi and Hitoshi Haga. By Kinema Citrus. Kinema Citrus, dude. They've done Tokyo Magnitude 8.0, Review Starlights, Rising Shield Hero, Show by Rock, Card Fight, Vanguard Overdress, Made in Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, which is coming out soon. Very excited for that. Uh, Hitoshi Haga. I don't know what they've done. Uh, I think this is like one of their first things they have ever directed as well. But uh, that being said. I really uh, liked this one, too. They've worked on a lot of OVAs that I used to love as a kid, so that's there's that's all you got to know. Yeah, this it looked one like was he sweet. worked on just Kinema Citrus stuff. He did like animation episode directing stuff. So okay, Ooh, so animation director on Monster. So this is the a few animation years after Perfect Blue. So this is the this is a couple years after the execution of Order sixty six, the Great Jedi Purge. Uh, a fallen Jedi named F is drawn to a remote planet by an explorer named Valco. And Valco explains that uh, bandit raiders that have reprogrammed old separatist droids are holding a village hostage. And he's kind of showing uh, her around and saying, yeah, dude, uh, uh, these two are going to get married. And then once they get married, they're going to go with the, the raiders in order to keep the village safe. And obviously that that, that fucks, that's fucking wrong, right? That, that sucks. Um, that's not how it should be. So there's turmoil within the village. Like, obviously they're letting the bride and uh, her husband take the, take the fall, sacrifice their freedom for their safety. But everyone is obviously pissed because it sucks. So then, uh, yeah, F realizes how precious life is and decides, no, I'm a Jedi. You're a bunch of bitches. And it's very cool. She had a yellow lightsaber too. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I like the ones with the stories. Uh, this one and a few others. The the first few had more style than story. This one is is more of like a, this could be like a pilot. Like I'd watch this, this was, show, you know. This was definitely the first one where you were like it had something to it, and it was like oh shit, yeah, you know, yeah, very much so. Um, this one almost yeah. could, this one could have been non Star Wars. It almost felt like it wasn't <laughs> until the end. Right. No, that's true. That's true. But that's kind of what makes it interesting because it's not just like the same Jedi Sith thing that you see over and over again. It's it's more of like a, the the tertiary characters. Right. Which, of in course, the there was like force usage and there's lightsabers in all of these, but yeah. Right. The main thing about this one is that the, the Jedi F, she was a grown Padawan. So she was like before she becomes a master. And um, she's she's noticing the traditions about this village and this town on this planet that they have a very like oneness with nature. And one of the whole things about being a Jedi is being one with the force. So like, it was kind of like her final lesson and that's what was like really fucking cool about it. And, um, yeah, dude, it was, it was sick. And her fucking doing some samurai shit, just like that whoosh right through the fucking guy. Oh dude, with the, she had like high heel jet, packs or something oh, yeah yeah. her <laughs> fucking shoes had like the force in them yeah or some yeah. Sh- yeah some mechanical thing that made her like just 
high speed kill you five thousand. She was, was like sick. the guy on uh, My Hero Academia with the big calves. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I forgot his name. Recipro. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. And she used the the force uh, like Kylo Ren to stop a blaster shot. So dope. Super dope. Yeah, because the, the main the main bad guy was about to execute one of the villagers, the bride's sister, and then he was this. Yeah, it was dope. The animation was really nice, too. I really like it. Kim Citrus always does a decent job. Did this one have the Kevin Penkin music, or was that a different one? Oh. I think it might have. You know what? This one has it's, some of the better music. I swear I just read that. Hold on a second. But yeah, this one had some sweet music in it, for sure. Um, Some music in it was uh, was uh, from like the original, some of the original uh, soundtracks and stuff. Yeah, by the way, but, Star Wars itself, like the whole franchise, has some of the fucking best like, sci-fi music. It's fucking sweet. It really does. It really does. Uh, I cannot find it, Nick, but I, I'm I'm sure it did. Because when yeah. you say that, it, but yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. What did you? What else did you guys think of it, uh, Danny? And I don't know. You haven't. We've been talking over you. Sorry, but um, I mean, I don't. I didn't really have it much to say about it. I I did think, you know, a lot of the. Um, uh, I guess like spats that were going on between the bride and her sister. Um, like her sister just said, you know, you don't have to do this. Like we can fight and everything. And, and the bride was just like, I've learned to accept it. You know, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the art style of it, but I, f- I feel like, I feel like I was a little sleepy when I was watching it because it definitely it definitely calmed you down after all the the hype that you got from Trigger. So I felt like it was good uh, medium kind of episode to like calm you down from the previous episode. Yeah, mm-hmm, Trigger mm-hmm. is like is like downing a Red Bull. And this yes. is like a warm glass of milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is this is yeah, yeah literally tea. like this is like cozying up on your couch and like with your blankie and then have like a nice cup cup of like herbal tea. So yeah, that's actually a good point that we haven't mentioned yet. But now that we're halfway through, somewhat not halfway, but somewhat half, is the way they in the order they put these obviously was chosen in a very. Uh, yeah, they deliberately chose them. Although I would say that I get why they put. Uh, the band one after the duel, but I feel like if they, <laughs> they probably should have put the band one like more in the middle, because <laughs> right. that might have turned. I, I could see that turning people off. I could see that turning people off. They're yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is blah, you know, like yeah. yeah. But if it was like in the middle, they'd be like, well, that was weird. All right, let's see what you know what I mean. So they'd see what it should have been more of an intermission episode where whereas the rest of them had like Jedi shit, and this one was yeah. just kind of like yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I really liked. Uh, Really like this one as well. I actually think this one could cool. have been the first one in the in the order. I wonder the why they bride? picked the order they did. Yeah, yeah. I like feel the like... village bride, or I mean, any of the, pretty much almost any of the other ones, and then just put that before the duel, and then you can still have the band one after the duel. Just reorder it, and then like it would flow. It'd be a little better, but yeah, I kind of feel like they booked. They tried to bookend it with like really Japanese feudal kind of. No, I get that. Yeah, thing. that makes sense. But yeah, no, I get you. I get, I get what you. They mean could put like the sure. elder as the first one, and then 
what? I don't know, maybe the no. village. And then, I wouldn't uh, want I wouldn't want the elder as the first episode. That'd be kind of cool. That would work. Nah, nah. Anyways, I disagree. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I disagree. Okay. Right. Okay. Nick okay. said, "He sounded like he was gonna cry for a second. He's like, all right, <laughs> fine." Um, all right, dude. Uh, the number five, the this ninth one. Jedi. Uh, this, is, this one had the best story. I. This is sorry, sorry. Go ahead. This is directed by Kenji Kamiyama, written by Kenji Kamiyama. And this is the only one on here done by Production IG. They did uh, Ghost in the Shell and a bunch of other stuff. Yes. Yep. Uh, Kenji Kamiyama has done a bunch of stuff, starting with doing backgrounds for DuckTales. Woo! DuckTales. Woo! Yeah, he started as a background artist. He did uh, DuckTales, Pat Labor. He did Burn Up. He was also the art director for Burn Up, Burn Up W., uh, and a That's lot of Ghost so in the Shell random. stuff. He was a director for Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex and Second Gig and Solid State Society. So, um, But yeah, uh, The Ninth Jedi. This was the – it was very cool because we got a nice little story in the one before it, right? And here we have another um, little story centering more around Jedi after the fall of the Jedi Order. I want a series – out of this one so this one yeah, really quick. i want more yeah really quick we, we, we gotta uh, be many, like kylo ren more <laughs> <laughs> more um many generations after the jedi order became mostly extinct margrave juro the jedi ruler of planet Hyazlan, invites seven masterless jedi to his aerial temple in order to receive lightsabers whose design has been lost to time and uh saber smith lazima and his daughter kara uh, turns out they are getting hunted by uh, the fucking... Who are the bad guys? It's just the Empire, right? They're just kind of like going yeah. after the... Something like that. It's just the Empire, yeah. And so they're just like, well, fuck, fuck, fuck you guys, right? Like, fuck the Jedi. And so they so they kind of explain the lore of, of a lightsaber here. Yeah, with um, the kyber with, crystals and everything. Yeah. So, which originally, it was not like that until... Disney bought it and changed it a little bit um, where before you would go and find that crystal because you were drawn to it and was already that color. And in this oh, case, yeah, yeah. And in this case, the Kyber crystal is just powerful by itself. Right. And when you put it in the lightsaber and you wield it or turn it on, it comes it'll out give clear. You, yeah. It'll give you that. Well, it'll give you the color that it almost looks um, like the dark saber. Yeah. When it's clear, it almost kind of looks like the dark saber a little bit. Yeah. And then it'll give you the color uh, the appropriate color once it realizes the force within you. Um, so, uh, which is what Danny was about to say before I cut her off. But, um, yeah, like, so basically this guy, he makes like seven lightsabers and he's going to give them to all these Jedi. And then his daughter runs away with him because he gets attacked by the, the empire. And she goes up to the temple and they give them all to the Jedi that arrived there. And it turns out that, Six of six of them are Sith, and they were there to stop lightsaber production from this guy and kill the Jedi and whatever. So it turned out to be this really cool, like multi lightsaber, multi Jedi battle thing in a temple where yeah, there was a, a speeder huge chase. So there was a speeder chase. Oh, that part was cool. I was so glad. I was so happy we got a speeder chase through a forest 
Like there's there's little Easter eggs. Yeah, like, it's like, that, like little callbacks. Yeah, yeah, like little callbacks to the, like the original movies, and that was one of them, and it was super cool. But yeah, what did you guys? What did you guys think of this one? A lot of voice actors in this one. There was a lot of parts in this one. Yeah, this one was good. I... This one it felt like fully fleshed out. Like they had mm-hmm. a whole yeah. Like they had a whole pilot episode. It was like, okay, we're gonna go somewhere from here. We got we got these character introductions. There's motivations. You know, it's just I liked Kara the girl. Like she she was she was what like Ray probably should have been. You know, in the sequel trilogy, she was a badass. Maybe. Because, like, Rey was a, was a little bit of a Mary Sue, let's be honest. She was too strong. She was like Kirito from Sword Art Online. <laughs> She's, like, too good. She's a beater. Yeah. Um, and I guess Kara kind of is, too, to be fair. <laughs> but but she's an anime girl, so that's better, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Kara, yeah, Kara like, had hops, dude. She, she was, like, flipping around. A, <laughs> I feel like she was definitely a very talented... Um, you know, soon to be Jedi. Um, even though, like, like she even said it when when she um, picked up one of the lightsabers from when when her dad was finished making them, um, and she like put it on and it didn't really like it was kind of like just visible, um, like yeah, it was, it was colorless. Clear. It didn't have a color. And yeah. you know, she wielded it really, really awesome. Um, and she even said it herself. She's like, I guess I don't like, you know, have the force enough within me and everything like that. But she, I mean, she knew how to fight. So I think that was like the best part about it. It was like when she decided to just, she just knew right away. She's like something in here is yeah. wrong. Like this yeah. doesn't feel right. And then she starts fighting. And the one guy, Ethan, who's the only other Jedi who wasn't a Sith. Ethan, what a name. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I thought that was How weird. Basic. Yeah, his name is Ethan. <laughs> Everyone's name is Kara, uh, Margrave Juro, and then Ethan. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Lazima. That's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. That's Boba Fett, and that's uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and it's like, oh, what's your droid's name, Jose? <laughs> but like, yeah, no, like it was, it was cool because like she was, she just went in. She didn't think about it, right? And the whole thing about being a Jedi is, like, people think it's about being being good and fighting the bad guys and whatever or whatever. It's not. It's finding balance and doing what's right, even if it means breaking the Jedi rule a little bit. And she didn't think about it. She just said, you're a Sith. You're here to do some fucked up shit. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you to the ground. And she started fighting. And then while she was crossing swords with somebody, uh, hers, like, turned green. And it was it was, like, a really sick moment. And it was like, oh! But, yeah, dude. Very cool. Very sick. That was a sick one. And like like Nick said and Danny said earlier, it was very fleshed out. I would love to see a series of this. I'll talk about you know, when we rank them at the end I'll mention that more. But I like I like how yeah. they kinda of reversed the uh the intro the intro- introduction of the it's like the villain shows up but it's actually the ally, it's a, it's the Jedi. He shows up in like a mech robot and he looks all evil. But then he has a green yeah. lightsaber and you're like, Oh, he's on our side. <laughs> he was in the saber the whole time, yeah. Yeah, or the, not saber, but the robot the whole time, yeah. Yeah, if I played watch like over. Knights of the Old Republic and like read all the Star Wars ex- expanded universe stuff, like I'd know a lot more. But I I gotta get in on that stuff. Like, th- there's so many books they they wrote um, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, there's and, a like, lot. Kotor is just like super, you know, one of the better video games. It is really cool. It's very fun. Um, but, but yeah, yeah like, I'd, last... I'd get more out of it if I if I knew that because like in, during Kotor. There's like tons of Jedi and tons of Sith. There's like thousands of them. There's yeah, because it takes place 
like whereas way, in way in, in uh, yeah. the original trilogy there's hardly any yeah yeah um danny any last thoughts on the ninth jedi i thought it was really cool that one of the uh sith people kind of turned he had a change of heart and oh yeah his, yeah that's right and his, his lightsaber turned purple and um james oh yeah and like I, mace windu well james and i were, were going through um the meanings of the different colored lightsabers and i mean originally the purple lightsaber literally had absolutely no meaning because uh sam l jackson wanted uh, his lightsaber to be purple because purple was his favorite color. And Lucas was all like, fuck it, you're Sam Jackson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, the exp- the expanded um, universe, like the authors, um, they gave the color more meaning. And this article uh, says that purple lightsaber represented moral um, uh, ambiguity. Uh, and uncertainty and reconstruction, which kind of makes sense with that, you know, Sith person due to like him changing it because due to the the fact that purple is a combination of red and blue. Yeah. I just realized something. Uh, If you are watching Book of Boba Fett slash Mandalorian, I bet one of the characters might have a purple lightsaber. I'm not going to say who, but I'm going to, that's my guess. Um, Yeah. They they said, they said they have like, who, who else? Not only is Mace Window the most famous owner to have a purple lightsaber, but there there is another person. There is there. another. So. Um, I like in the Family Guy parody, it's like, there is another. It's like, who? It's like, your twin sister. It's like, wait, who's my sister? Who's the other and only damn girl in the whole galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. This dude, one was awesome. That's very yeah. sick. This one's awesome. Uh, Got to move on. Number six. This is probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, this is the first uh, science Saru one we get. Oh, yeah, they did and ping pong called, animation, Double Man Cry Baby, and a bunch of stuff. It's called Tob One, and uh, it's directed this by one Abel. Was cute. It's directed by Abel Gangora, and written by Yuichiro Kido. And Abel Gangora, she's from Spain, um, or he's sorry, he's from Spain, and he helped do a lot of european stuff like wakfu and ankama and then he got a job at science art and then they did he did stuff on ping pong he did some stuff on night is short walk on girl some other stuff so this one you can tell is very heavily inspired by astro boy because it looks literally like astro boy there's so tob1 is named that the droid is named that because his real name is toby and Astro Boy's real name was Tobio Tenma, and then Doc, uh, Professor Mi, Professor Mitaka looks like Doctor Tenma, his father, creator. So um, they live on this remote, kind of deserted planet where Professor Mitaka is trying to, like, you know, re- bring life back, as in like grow plants and make it rain, you know, bring nature back to this like desert-like planet. And Toby wants to be a Jedi. He's like, well. Yeah, the outside world is scary and you're safe here. We're going to bring life back here so you can live here. Okay. Don't be talking about that Jedi nonsense. And then Toby's telling Mitaka, I have dreams about, about it though. So then Dr. Mitaka's like, well, go find a Kyber crystal then. And then he doesn't find it obviously. But, uh, Toby goes into the basement, which he had been told not to go in there the whole time. What's in Turns the basement? 
there's a <laughs> there's a ship down there and Tobio or Toby is playing in it and it gives signal to uh Sith and some Empire people and it they go and uh do some shit. So Dr. Mitaka hides Toby in the wall and then uh gives him a lightsaber, wakes up and uh continues Dr. Mitaka's research and then it ends with uh Toby and this Sith guy fighting and it's fucking sick. It's super dope. It's no, very he, science. He art. discovers the lightsaber was inside him all along. <laughs> yeah, the Kyber crystal was in his droid body. Yeah, actually, yes, yeah. Which is oh, what a metaphor! What a metaphor for climate change. Yeah, <laughs> climate change. Literally climate change because like he's trying to bring like life. Oh back yeah, to yeah, he is. I like how <laughs> their how their uh, their house had like hieroglyphics of. Like X wings and shit on it. Well, the twins. There was uh, a hieroglyphics of triggers twins. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Which is hilarious. Got to have little Easter eggs. But yeah, it was it was really cool. Very well animated. You could the sound effects were very science hour, very old school. Every time Toby took a step, it was like pew 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 pew. You know what I mean? And very Astro Boyish. That was very clear to me because you know I love Astro Boy. And it was super sick. So, what did you guys think of it? Eh. I mean, <laughs> Danny's I, like, it sucks. <laughs> I, no. I mean, I thought it was really cute. It, it definitely has that, you know, warm and fuzzy feeling. Um, it's definitely something, you know, it, it was very retro, but um, I don't know. It didn't really speak to me too much. Yeah, this is a very sci-fi type of plot. Um, if you, you really if you've wouldn't se- know it was Star Wars until like later. Yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've seen, uh, like, if you're if you're an old school anime fan like Sam, you like Astro Boy type stuff, then you'll like this one a lot more probably. Whereas if you don't have experience with that, you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> you're like, why does it look like this? Yeah, why does that guy got a huge schnoz? Yeah, why am I rooting for a robot? Fuck robots, you know. Did they ever say the Sith's name? They didn't, right? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't he was like another. So. Yeah, he was so. just like some masked Vader-looking mother. He was like a Vader poser. Some yeah. He's like he, you want to be Vader, but you not, but you not because you suck. <laughs> Little android kicked your ass. Anyways, uh, yeah, dude. I think he was an Inquisitor, is what they said. But that being said, yeah, I, I very much Nick hit it on the on the nose with that one. I happen to be a, I, I love Science Star number one. And I love Astro Boy. And it was very much like taking two great old sci-fi properties and putting them together to make a Star Wars story. It was really sweet. So I think Abel Gongora did a great job uh, making this one. And you would show Keto for writing it. But anyway, any final thoughts on that one before we move on? I just really like the metaphor, you know. He gets the Force Ghost. The old man Force Ghost comes and knights him a Jedi and he, he's like he accepts everything and then he, he gets stronger because of that right yeah super cool <laughs> and then he fuses with uh, one of the droids to make like a jetpack and like go at the Sith yeah it sick it was cool it was cool but like it was a little too non-traditional to be my favorite and I'm not like the biggest Astro Boy fan I get why it's important but it's just something yeah, something about a- like rooting for a robot to me is just a little bit weird wow racist I'm basic you know better. You're not. You're just a robotist. It's fine. 
Cyborg, we have you a know, part human, part human. I like. I guess we have a guess we have an androidist and robotist on the fucking podcast yeah. now. I guess whatever. No, fuck you. Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like, yeah, just like my father and him, his father before him. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, yeah, very cool. I like that one a lot. I choose to believe uh, what I was programmed to believe. <laughs> that's my but no, that's I, my analysis. <laughs> But I do agree with Nick in the sense where it's like it's it is kind of far off from a Star Wars story. Like I said, you wouldn't really know until later when the, the saber shit comes. Oh, in although I mean, there's in. cool robots in Star Wars. I forget the name of the one, but the one in the Mandalorian, like the spindly guy, he looks like Helper from uh, Venture Brothers. I thought that was IG88. Isn't that IG? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because I thought he was dead. Yeah, IG88 then, is dope, dude. <laughs> oh no, you know what? Oh no, it's he, the one he, that looks like him. I think. Okay, I was gonna say, if or maybe it it, maybe it is him. No, I okay. So it's a different. It's a different. It's like a same model. IG eighty eight is a bounty hunter robot. IG oh, that's right, it's that's like right, IG eleven right. or whatever. It's like, but anyway. Okay, I was going to say if it was IG eighty eight, that would still make sense because IG eighty eight technically died in the expanded universe now. So by Dash Rendar. Yeah, not in so. Japan expanded universe. What do you think of that? But no, but yeah, IG eleven that makes more sense. Uh, shout out to Dash Rendar, the homie Dash Rendar. Uh, number seven. The Elder, written directed by Masahiko Otsuka, written by Masahiko Otsuka, and this is the second Studio Trigger one that we get. Um, this one was fucking cool. This dude. one Holy I feel shit. like was the best one. Really? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> centuries after the death of Darth Bane, if you guys don't know who Darth Bane is, just Google it. Look he's him one up. of the most. He's one of the most powerful Sith who ever existed. Um, and the initial extinction of the Sith, Tajin and his Padawan Dan are sent to explore the outer rim of the Tajin senses of disturbance in the Force. They land on an isolated planet, and they go to this village, and the village people are like, yeah, this old guy came and uh, was fucking crazy, and he ran off in his ship into the mountains, and he's been up there ever since just killing livestock. What the fuck do we do? And then, yeah, it turns out that this old crazy guy is some like old school Sith who you don't really know. It's a mystery. You don't really know if he's defected from the Sith or still a Sith. All you know is that he craves, like, to have a worthy Jedi opponent, and that's who he's waiting for. And so Tajin and Padawan go and find him in the mountains, and, yeah, they have themselves a little bit of a duel. It was sick. This one was sick. David Harbour played Tajin, and James Hong, my man James yeah. Hong, played the Elder. Yeah. So sick, See? dude. See? See? I don't know That's these names. That's why this one is awesome. <laughs> James Hong, okay, listen. James Hong is the, like, go-to actor for Asian people in movies. He played uh, Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World 2. All right. Yeah. He was, he's got to be, like, it. 90 years old by now. He is. Yes. He's He's 92. 92. Oh, really? I was guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's 92. Um, But yes. So what did you guys think of this one? Uh, this one was definitely my favorite out of almost all of them. Um, I just, I thought, I, I just think that this style, uh, I think Trigger should do more of instead of you know the kill a kill pro bear yeah. looking like you, you, you can't give Imaishi too much freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really can't. A little bit goes a long way. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, this was, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, Taijin and Dan kind of reminded me of, um, um, shit. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Yes, quite. yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, he had the little, oh my uh, God, thank little braid. You. Qui-Gon Jinn is, in my opinion, one of the greatest Jedi to ever live yes. next to Yoda. Actually, he I, was I, one of the strongest, apparently. He was because he didn't care about the rules of the Jedi. He cared about balance, and that's what's important. He like broke, he broke Jedi like rules to like achieve oneness with the Force, and that's why he was one of the first people to become a Force ghost. Yeah, like it's yeah. Anyway, plus, dude, uh, if you take his daughter, he will come after you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't have any money. Anyway, so yeah, no, I'm with you, Danny, because. Uh, Studio Trigger showing their range here, which is very nice. Um, I think Otsuka did a great job. Like, they're capable he, of, of doing anime. <laughs> the twins in Kill a Kill and shit are anime. I... No, Kill a Kill is not anime. Kill a Kill is crap. All right. More like crap la crap, bunch, am I right, Danny? Y'all's a bunch of bitches. Mm. <laughs> Don't hop on that one, Danny. I will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I really like the tone and color. I really like yeah. the art style as well. The art style was like that more kind of adultish look that we've seen in a lot of like older anime films. Yeah, it's like, much uh, more traditional. It looked a little bit like Doro Hidoro, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the facial kind of look, the facial looks of the characters kind of looked, reminded me of Pat Labor, reminded me of Jinro a little bit. Um, very nice. Um, I thought the design of the elder was very cool. Oh, he, he was this looked, crazy. He looked scary, like legit. Yeah, he had like cat if, eyes, like legit. Like he's like you know the boogeyman under your bed. That's the face you see. It was sick. <laughs> he like fought half the time with his eyes, like more than half the time with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. That's how old people drive in real life. He was a dual. <laughs> <laughs> He was a dual wielding Sith, and he just was like, he was like, ah, we're the opponent. It was fucking crazy, dude. It was. Oh I liked God, I liked so the sick. metaphor of, uh, oh shoot, I forgot the name. It's like what what is born on four legs, or no, four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and then like three legs in the evening or whatever. I saw this on a YouTube video. <laughs> Basically, it's like okay, humans, you crawl as a baby, four legs. And then you're on two legs as a in your peak form, and then it, when you're old, you have a cane. And like this one is kind of like the old man. He he gets bested by the guy in his prime, and the guy in his prime is talking to his padawan, and he's saying, "Soon I'll be the old man. You're going to be in the prime." You know what I mean? So it's like the cycle yeah, yeah. of, of yeah. the of the force kind of. Because they're because they're discussing at the end. He's like, "So who was he?" He's like, "Well, I don't know. He could have been a Seth. He could have been a Sith, or he could have been a Sith defector." All all he cared about was just like fighting bitches. If he was in his prime, he probably would have killed me. Like yeah. legit, because he even said that during the battle. He was like, "Oh, if I was, I wish you would have came much sooner when I was much stronger." Ha ha ha! And it was James Hong doing his thing, <laughs> doing his thing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on this one? This was this a more was... like traditional, like uh, samurai themed. I don't know. Yes, it just yes. felt much more traditional than most of the other ones. And yeah. I like aside from the first one. It yeah. I mean it was kind of uh like what was the grand narrative to it? It's hard to say. It's just kind of like very isolated. This it this was, almost yeah, feels was, like it, it would have taken place in the middle of a show rather than the at the beginning. 
you could tell that this was well what i like about it too is you could tell that this was during the 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 rule of the jedi order in the republic because uh you know there were still jedi around they mm-hmm. were answering calls to different parts of the galaxy mm-hmm. and they answered the call to this planet where this elder was being crazy so it was like you know um but yeah no i'm with you on that what about you danny any final thoughts uh nope okay i said what i said this is awesome i want trigger to do more traditional anime okay uh number eight lop and ocho directed by yuki igarashi written by saya waka and this was done at gene studio uh gene studio man they've done only a few things uh they did the ovas for golden kamui they did a film called Genocidal Organ. Um, they're working on Golden Kamui right now and some other... Oh, Pet. Uh, there was a 2020 <laughs> anime. What a name. Was, yeah, it's kind of, that one was kind of a weird one. But yeah, they haven't done much. So this is a really good, really good for them. Uh, this takes place... I don't know when. It, it doesn't say. But like during the reign of the Empire... A rabbit-like alien slave named Blop escapes her captors on the planet Tau and is discovered by the planet's clan leader, Yasaburo, uh, and his daughter, Ocho, the latter of whom convinces the former to adopt Blop as his daughter. And then seven years later, the Empire has occupied their planet and is exploiting it for its natural resources. And so Yasaburo is like, no, fuck the Empire. You guys are going to drive us to hell and extinction and turn my, my city into a war zone, and I don't want that. And Ocho wants to cooperate with the Empire, saying, I'm the next head of the family. We're doing it. The Empire knows what's up. They got a lot of money and resources. Fuck you. And Lop is, like, caught in between. She's just, like, their adoptive family member and is like, I'm a bunny girl. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Y'all is a bunch of bitches. This one was Psalms 10 out of 10. uh, Yes, it was. (laughs) A rabbit face Johnson? She's a cute rabbit face Johnson. Apparently, there is a rabbit face Johnson in Star Wars, and George Lucas hated it. (laughs) So he's like... No, I get to make character like I have to okay all characters from now on. <laughs> and then he made Jar Jar. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Then he made Jar Jar, and then like yeah, apparently that was like okay. But like you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um yeah, this one was the longest one. This one is like eighteen minutes. No, uh, uh, wasn't uh, the ninth one twenty minutes? Anyway, it was about the same length. Oh as no, that you're one. right. You're right. The ninth one was probably the longest one. Yeah, you're right. But uh, that being said, um, I like this one because this is kind of like um. What do you? What would you do for power? What would you do for? What would you do to stay on top? Would you betray your own people? You know what I mean? Yes. And here you have, here you, <laughs> <laughs> here you have Ocho, her, you know, Yasabro's blood daughter, you know, fighting with them at the end, and Lop saying, "No, this is not okay. The Empire sucks," and this just kind of goes to show you that, like a lot of people say, blood is thicker than water, but the actual saying is, the blood is thicker in the covenant than the water of the womb, which means, you know, fuck your biological family. They don't know shit about fuck. You know what I mean? You know um, what's thicker than all that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you know what you need to do randomly when you're wearing pants? You just need to scratch your shin and be like, man, my dick itches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Yeah, other than that, like, the animation, I think, was really good. I really loved it. I loved the design of Lop. I love Ocho's outfit uh, in the uh, when she's when, the, when it's seven years later and it shows her in her 
like royal garb, you know. And then I love her empire outfit. When she's in her empire outfit, I'm oh, like, oh yeah, she looks like her admiral or whatever. Yeah, she looks sick. It was like the white one, you know. Yeah, because that, that's like, like that denotes their ranking or something. Yeah. Yep. And it was it was super dope. She also but, like uh, yeah, what, bit you guys her think? thumb and like made eyeshadow out of her blood. Like imagine being that badass, dude. I yeah. mean, I would be complaining. I'd be like, "God, my thumb is bleeding." <laughs> like, that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> ow, 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 guys! Ow, don't stop, stop, guys. <laughs> Nick is in the middle of a lightsaber battle and he cuts his thumb on his lightsaber handle. He's like, "Oh, stop, 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 stop! Wait, time out, time out." <laughs> no, I'd like stub my toe and be like, "God!" <laughs> <laughs> Nick Wait, will be the worst out. lightsaber warrior ever. Nick has only mastered like form three. I'd get a Charlie like, horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Stop! Time out! Time out! Can you, can anyway. you be a little lighter with your swings? <laughs> Have a bad Fucking back. Someone a Sith uses lightning on him, and he's like, "Okay, that's dangerous. You could, sh- you could short this whole entire area, and we won't be no, able to dude, see." Let me, my, like, let me put my cell phone down first, okay? <laughs> Yeah, like God, like I, I'm, not, I'm not trying. To, well, no, I'm not trying to fucking like explode my battery. God, this is a Google Pixel 10, okay? Like, like I don't have a warranty. <laughs> I gotta pay monthly. No, I, no, 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 no. I just paid it off. That's what. That's the. Meme. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my contract's not even up yet, dude. Stop. <laughs> anyway, that was fucking funny. Anyway, so like, yeah, I would like, be the shittiest I, warrior. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, what did you guys... So, Nick, what did you think? Um, I'm watching it again right now at two times speed, and it's (laughs) pretty sweet. (laughs) Literally, no, literally, as we've been going through the episode, I've been watching everything at two times speed. (laughs) That's actually pretty good, dude. Podcasting on, like, while... Reviewing the thing while watching it again. Yeah, dude, that's legit. Two times speed. That's pretty good, yeah. (laughs) See? All right, Nick solves podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, like... um, yeah, and you know, by the end of it, it turns out that uh, Yasabro's family comes from a line of Jedi, and Lop gets handed the family sword. Yeah, and the family sword is actually a lightsaber, which is. I'll sick. take S words for four hundred. Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> I'll take the penis mightier. Uh, but yeah, fucking Lop, dude. Lop should have been our waifu. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, who's the waifu? I don't even remember anymore, Cara. frankly. Kara from the Ninth Jedi. Okay, you know what? Never mind. That's ah, that's good. for now. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Kara F or Lop should have been best girl, but yeah. Cara's Wait, which one is which? Who's the bunny girl? Lop. Lop. Who's the other one? Kara is the Ninth Jedi. No, Ocho. Lop and o- oh, it's, Ocho. The, it's the oh, title oh, oh. of the thing, right? Okay, never mind. Oh, Lop and sorry, we ruined the joke. Okay, anyway. Uh. So no, Nick, I d- it wasn't the joke. You? I was figuring it out. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> last night, dude. Last night on Discord, I was like, I was like, dude, the ninth Jedi is sick, and and Nick goes, which one's that one? I'm like, it says it right at the beginning of the thing. He's like, I don't know names. I'm like, it says it right before you click on the episode, Can like you when you're picking. It? I was like, when you're picking the episode on Disney Plus, like on the menu, it says the name. He's like, I don't know names. And he did the Arthur fist. <laughs> but yeah, so so Nick, what else did you think about this one? Sorry, we were like fucking. I'm liking this one more. It's growing on me. Well, it's probably one of my favorites. I'm like such a basic bitch. I like I like the basic stories the most. You know. Yeah. I'm kind of with Danny. Like fuck trigger. You know. <laughs> fuck him. Haterade. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Haterade. It's like trigger and the duel had like the highest highs, but then also they were just a little too weird. 
Sure. You know, I'm I'm a conservative sure. media consumer. Okay, I want things sure. to go back to tradition, and all progress must be must be annihilated. Back to reality. <laughs> also goes gravity. All progress like, must be annihilated. I'm like half kidding about that. Actually, I kind of do like like basic stuff a lot. But anyway, Nick is, just wants everything to go back to the dark. Everything side has to be perfect. Force. You know, postmodernism um, is bullshit. So what did what about? Uh, other than that, I mean, what did you did you like this one more than than others or? Yeah, I liked so it more than or? most of the other ones. I okay. have to figure out where I want to rank it at the end, but sure. Any so any final thoughts on this one? Either you two or no? Uh, Lop has a uh, power coder thingy from Dragon Ball. A scouter. Yeah, a scouter, yeah. and it has a carrot on it. Super cute. Oh, because um, she's a bunny. I also thought that. Uh, the meaning behind um, uh, Lop's adoptive father giving her the family uh, lightsaber as, you know, you don't have to be blood to be family. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, Sam, Nick, you're my family. Hell yeah, oh. dude. Nick is like my <laughs> Nick is like my cousin twice removed, and you're like that one cousin that like when we meet at the reunion, we sneak off with two full plates of food and like and we just you talk know, light, bullshit about our family. Talk bullshit and light a fatty real <laughs> yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, and then Nick just like waltzes over. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I got I got like snot coming down. <laughs> you guys got any games on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick will just like sit next to us and be like, do you guys play uh, Clash of Clans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite card is the Golden Knight. He <laughs> can okay, dash. Let's move, let's move on to the right. last one. Lopano this one's called This one's called Akakiri. I don't remember um, this, this one, even though it's the most recent one I watched. <laughs> this one's this is directed cool by. Yeah, this one's directed by Yin Young Choi, um, and this was written by uh, Yuichiro Kido, who also had written uh, T.O.B. 1. Uh, this is also by Sai and Saru. So, How many of those did they um, have? I think they had two, right? They had they two. They had this one and the Toby one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, prior to the initial extinction of the Sith, a Jedi named Subaki, who has been suffering from visions of unidentified individual dying in front of him, reunites with his old love Misa, a princess who has been overthrown by her dark side wielding onto Masaga. She looks like an alien, by the way. Yeah, with the aid of guide Senshu and Kamahachi, Subaki and Misa make their way to the royal palace, and Masago captures Subaki's friends and overpowers him, then attempts to convince him to join her as her apprentice. So yeah, some uh, Jedi push and pull here. Uh, kind of questioning your place in the force. Uh, Yun Young Choi is a South Korean studio executive. Oh, shit. And, uh, I already like him. She is the president and CEO of Sain Saru right nice. now. Her, sorry. Did I say him? Her. Her, her yeah. Uh, she co- which she co-founded with Masaki. Dude, South Koreans are just, like, better than us, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was a key animator in on Witchblade in 2006. Ghost Slayer's Ayashi, Kaiba... Um, oh, you gotta watch cash. Kaiba, son. That's yeah. We gotta do a show trade, and you're watching Kaiba. Okay, deal. Um, Tatami Galaxy. Um, Danny, you gotta animator. watch that at two times speed. No, she was a 
she was a key animator and a director for episode 10 and Tommy Galaxy. And she also was a producer and animation producer for Devilman Crybaby. So there you go. Uh, and oh, she re- most recently did some stuff for, uh, she was a producer for the Heike, Mon- Heike Monogatsuri as well. So very cool. Uh, yeah, this one, this one was okay. I, I don't think I would have ended this it This one on was this a one. little boring. This one was weird. It was a little... S- and I think also because it was longer, so we were kind of like, oh, shit, this one's longer. You should have put, like, this one and the band. No, this one wasn't that long. It was only 13 minutes. But this one and the band one in the middle. But, like, maybe not right oh, next the, to yeah, each other. The pre- the, yeah, the previous one was longer. This one was shorter, yeah. But, yeah. Um, this no, one didn't I, yeah, feel that you. much like Star Wars. Yeah, it felt more of just, like, a normal kind of, like, warrior family betrayal kind of story. And they just put, like, Jedi shit in it. Um, oh, my God. I just remembered... Like, in the duel, there's an R two D two with a straw hat. Yeah, 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 Fuck. yeah, yeah. Super. Dope. I forgot to mention that. That was so cool. Yeah, that was super sick. And he had a missile thing. Yeah, just super dope. Um, yeah, I this one was okay. I um, the story in it was was a little too basic for me. Maybe a little too basic for Nick. I don't know. Um, it, wasn't even ba- it was. I, it was strange. Yeah, it was kind of – and, like, this is Saiyansaru again showing their range, which is really sick, I thought, because this is kind of one of their more weirder art styles and animations that they do. That they do. Um, whereas whereas with, like, you know, with, like, Aizuken and the Toby one, right, it's kind of like they have odes, like, homages to, like, older styles. And then Ping Pong in this one is, like, a you know, a very uh, different kind of style in animation and art, so – but I, I loved it. I still loved the art style and the way it was animated and the way everything was shaded was very nice and very cool. It's just the story was just kind of like whatever, a little boring in the middle for me. And, uh, yeah, I kind of do wish, like Nick said, that this one was in the middle. But uh, what do you guys think? I'm not going to lie. Uh, when this one was playing, I was kind of falling asleep because I was getting really, really tired at the end. So yeah, I actually was getting sleepy I last wasn't night, so I really watched like the last attention Yeah, well, maybe you should have planned ahead. Much. <laughs> what are you talking about? Star Wars isn't for weaklings, Danny. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I have better time management than you. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear that from the guy <laughs> who right. uh, watches everything at two times speed. Yeah, right. This was like the twenty minutes of, before it starts. This was like the episode of Mandalorian where Ahsoka shows. Oh shit! Spoilers. Uh. No, nah, I mean people know by now. They yeah, fucking right. made the memes already. Okay, where the one I mean, character shows up and like they have a <laughs> duel. The one character Dave does. Filoni directs it, and it's uh, it's based on the old Japanese movie. I don't remember which one it was. It might. It, I don't think it was Yojimbo. I think it was a different one. I think it was the didn't some seven one of the Sam- reviews might, was it Seven Samurai. Put? No, not Seven Samurai. But you one know where the they're in the garden and you- they're doing the sword fight. Yeah, one of the reviews you said earlier was was they said it. But it's similar it to was. that episode of Mandalorian. So yeah. To be fair, people, I've I said on the newscast that that character was in the Mandalorian, so it's no problem. But like, yeah, I yeah, it was it was a little slow for me. It was it was okay. What about you, Danny? What did you uh, what did you think? I mean, it was fine. Uh, I mean, the animation was a slightly like off putting for me. I mean, there was nothing bad about it. Um, but uh, Princess Misa just looked odd. Like she had like a freaking Animal Crossing 
uh, nose. <laughs> <laughs> Good egghead. So, um, not even an egg. She was like I kind of got like I, I'm kind of reading through um, Subaki's profile on fandom on on Wiki fandom, and as I'm reading it, it's kind of like giving me uh, Anakin Padme uh, vibes. Like, you know, you have a Jedi Knight who fell for a princess and it's forbidden love this and that and the third and oh then, yeah like, like obi-wan you know, and uh duchess what's her name uh something like that yeah. yeah and and like you know the the jedi um you know saw like kind of like visions of his future of him slaying misa and like he kind of ignored you know the the advice that he was given kind of thing and so it, it kind of got me like Anakin Padme vibes from it. Uh, eh, it was, it was fine. It was kind of a, actually kind of made sense at the ending because like the way he just kind of leaves. Mm-hmm. He, he just does. He just like puts his hood up, leaves. It's got like little drums playing. It's very clear that that he had yeah. Well, he, he it, the, yeah. So, I mean, like yeah. he he you know accidentally struck down Misa and you know in exchange to save his life, like he accepted, you know, uh, Masago's offer to become her apprentice. So, and then she used the, the force healing to heal Misa. Yeah. And Misa was all like, you're really going. And he's all like, put the hood on and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. It was more cerebral than most of the other ones. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think that's fine. Cause if you make it to episode nine, you're just going to finish it. So right. Right. I guess right. I'm not, I shouldn't be too big. It's mostly those first couple apps. They should have fixed. Okay. Or maybe even just rearrange them a little bit. Yeah. Just put episode two in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to sucker us in. Definitely. If, if not, then have more like episode two and sprinkle them throughout. Not yeah. just the one. Cause the rest of it was like Jedi shit. Right. And this one. Yeah. 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 The, the, yeah. But anyway, Okay. Do we want to try to rank them now? Um, yeah, you know what? Let me go first because I think I already know how I would rank them. Um, nine being the least favorite, number one being the whatever, right? So I would do – I would do – let's see. I would do nine. I would do number. I would do episode nine, Akakiri, at nine. Then I would do number two, Tattoo and Rhapsody, at number eight. <clears throat> then going up, I would do uh, – let's see. Sorry, taking too long, I know. Um, Toby, just because it's a little further from Star Wars. Then The Elder. Then The Village Bride, The Ninth Jedi. No, no, shit. You I would do up. twins. I would do twins, or I would do the duel before Toby because the duel is just kind of straightforward. Then Toby, then uh, Village Bride, the twins, the Ninth Jedi, and mm, yes, N- then Lapinocho. No, Lapinocho number two, Ninth Jedi number one, probably. All right. No twins. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You guys go. I can't fucking do okay, this. Okay, yeah, you guys agree go. With the you first guys go. Ones you had like uh, yeah. Akakiri episode nine. And, I'm gonna uh, write it down. You guys go. And you also the, and uh, Tatooine Rhapsody. Those are my bottom two, probably. 
they're both fine and they have their merits. Uh, and then I would probably put, uh, probably the TOB1, and then also after that, I'll say the twins. Even though it had really cool animation, and then I'll say the duel kind of up there. I like the ones with the, with the stories the most. So I'd, I'd put uh, Village Bride, Ninth Jedi. Oh no, no. Then I go. Then I go Elder. Then Village Bride. Then Ninth Jedi, and then Lop and Ocho, kind of all bunched up at the top. So that's mine. Sam, are you still figuring your shit? I'll out? put. I'll say. I'll say the Ninth Jedi yes. is my favorite, followed by the Village Bride and Lop and Ocho. Yeah, Danny, you go ahead. I'm still figuring um, it out. So I'm kind of with Nick with my bottom two being Akakiri and Tatooine. Fuck bands. Uh, <laughs> Music sucks. I mean, it was just like, I mean, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with them. It was just. No, like, it was it was actually were, kind of fun. <laughs> they were meh for me. Um, And then I would probably, next would probably be um, Toby, uh, you know, T-O-B-1. Um, next would probably be the twins. Um, and then the village bride. Um, the duel would probably be next. And, uh, Lop and Ocho and then the ninth Jedi. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. I would put it. Starting from the bottom up, Akakiri, Tatooine Rhapsody, The Duel, The Elder, T.O.B. One, Lapanocho. Oh my the god, I forgot Bride, the Elder too. The Elder's my number one. The Village Bride, The Twins, and The Ninth Jedi. Um, and I would probably put everything above. I put the Elder. Everything I said after the Elder, I would put like in the tops, right? Because like the ones I enjoyed the least were probably Akakiri, Tatooine Rhapsody. And I did enjoy the duel. I enjoyed the duel a lot. It's just that it was just really straightforward and kind of the opener. I you mean, know? it was just like your um, typical yeah. opener, and and like I yeah. feel like felt that like was a, a good opener. Yeah. So it just felt like yeah. an action. Like it felt like I was watching Saka Gaboru. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my top and my top three are definitely um, the Elder, Ninth Jedi, and Lop and Ocho. Those are my top three. And and I the reason I have the twins that high is because I love Imaishi. So. Um, I like him in yeah. small bursts. That's what she I said. I love it all the time. Yeah. Uh, Lapanocho, I probably would put above the village ride, replace those two because uh, Bunny Face Johnson. But uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Other than that, I think Star Wars Visions is really cool. Uh, there was a couple of reviews that I watched, thanks to Nick supplying them to us. Um, they kind of said it was just okay and whatever. Yeah, um, I, mean, I that's disagree fair. with all of which is like that's that's a fair assessment. It's all just a bunch of pilots, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's a fair assessment. Except also you suck. Yeah, except fuck so, you. But that being said, what is one of these that you guys think? Oh, okay. You know what? I because and then the reason I asked this is because there was uh, there's a YouTube channel called Star Wars Theory. Great channel. Oh, the guy with the butt chin. Nick posted a video and he kind of said. He's like, I'm not sure if this is true or not. I'm just guessing, but it kind of seemed like if Star Wars were to make an anime, they're kind of doing like a test run with all these studios. Yeah, like a little witch which, academia style or death billiards. Yeah, which I don't think, which I don't think they're necessarily doing. I think this is just supposed to be a straight up anthology. You know, they whatever. might as well but though. Like, That's another market they could hit. But yeah, they could absolutely. I mean, they love Star Wars over there, and this is not the first time Star Wars has been 
produced in Japan. There's tons of manga out there right now that were that are done in in manga. There's a bunch of manga stories that are Star Wars. So, but that being said, what is my question is this: What is one of these studios and or stories that you would love to see an anime of? Any of my top three or four, I would say. Yeah, yeah. For sure. The Ninth Jedi, The Elder, and probably Lop and Ocho. I would love to like see like, like you know, because be cool too. In oh yeah, I mean, I think I would like more of a movie for The Village Bride over a TV like uh, yeah, a TV that's fine. Series. Yeah, or, or a short OVA thing, like mini yeah. series. Um, but yeah. like Lop and Ocho, I mean, it ended at a good like continuation for their story. Because open ended, yeah, yeah, kind of, like yeah. Ocho kind of leaves with Empire, and you know that leaves um, Lop, you know, it, it's with her dad on the planet. Yeah, yeah. so you, you know, know it makes you wonder, like, oh, is you know, are the siblings going to you know maybe fight again later on? You know, is is Lop going to con- just continue on trying to get Ocho back to be a part of the family kind of thing? Yeah. Um, with the elder, so, I mean, I would probably, I feel like the elder would probably be a different like title for the show, like if they actually did make an, a, a series because well, right, yeah, because they killed they the killed the elder, the elder yeah. so you know they would probably, of course, have to change the title. Um, but I would like to see more of um, those uh, two, yeah, Jin and, and Dan. Um, because I mean, I just love that kind of duo aspect and everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. I would, I mean, if I were to, if I were to say, say what it is right now, I would love to see, I'm definitely with Danny on the Lapa Nocho. Um, also the ninth Jedi ended open and ended kind of open-ended as well because like they took her dad, right? And they oh yeah. That her. was like another good yeah. open-ended one. Like that could be a continuous series. The whole thing that Margrave Jura was trying to do is restore Jedi Order. So, um, and that that could be one of the key moments that restored it to its, you know, to you know its glory. So, mm-hmm. um, I would love to see Studio Science Saru or not Science Saru, but um, dude, fuck uh, Science Saru, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would love to see Production IG do oh, do a, yeah, Production IG is good. Show. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? I already said mine. I said oh, mine okay. expediently, unlike you guys. Um, yeah, shut up. Fuck you. Any of the story yeah. ones. I don't think I could handle a black and white in a whole like series. I don't think I could either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, one last question. If they if they colorized the duel, then yes. One last question. Are you a Jedi or a Sith? Don't say Grey Knights. They don't exist. They're stupid. There, you only get to no pick such one. Grey Knight. I'm um, a Sith I mean, because Jedi's are cops and fuck cops. <laughs> um, what about you, Danny? Um. Plus, I can do the Palpatine voice better than the other voices, so <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my decisions made for me. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm more like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a curve here. I'm like more like Ahsoka, like after she gets her white lightsabers because she's Ahsoka is the only 
true gray knight, yeah. in my opinion. And you yeah. said no gray knights. Well, I did say that. So you got to pick one, Danny. Is... If you have to pick one, I mean, I like I'm definitely my personality is definitely not Sith worthy. If that's for sure. Are you a Slytherin or a Gryffindor? The other no, houses I'm... are bullshit. No, 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 no Harry Potter here. Thank you. Harry Potter. Um, no, Potter. I, I, I would for sure be a Jedi. That, like, that's. So yeah. you're a virgin. All right, got it. Um, I am far from a virgin. You know, Sith. <laughs> Siths are stick men. They get around. Okay. I think I, you're I, the one who's so the virgin here. I am more of a. I am definitely more of a Sith. I think the Jedi code is bullcrap. Um, it's very dismissive of like your feelings, and your feelings are part of the Force. So the Sith code is, you know, through passion I gain strength, through strength I gain power, with power I gain victory, and I'm my chains are freed, and I am part of the Force. Yeah, yeah. I in so, real life I'm probably more like a Jedi because I'm fucking, I got nothing. So I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> but I want to be a Sith. <laughs> oh man! All right, let us know some of your favorite shorts from Visions. What did you think of it? And uh, let us know if you're a Jedi or a Sith or a Grey Knight. Um, chances are, if you are a Jedi, I'll come to your planet. I'll fucking kill you. Big <laughs> deal. You know, so. BFD. I'll let you live if you give me money. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I'll let you live if you join the dark side. The dark side, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I love, I love Visions. I think it's great. I think it's a great addition to Star Wars. And uh, I think we all kind of enjoyed it somewhat. Give or take a few things. But yeah, that being said... Um, well, we had we had a a short hour forty five minute episode this week. <laughs> yeah, we're we're us, getting uh, back yeah. into the swing of things. Let us know. Let us know uh, what part of a visions you liked. Uh, I've been uh, Darth Fatty. Darth uh, Fatty. Then, uh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to say. Yeah, and then uh, Danny Mar. What is that Tarf Vizla? Tarf Vizla or something? Danny Vizla. Danny and, uh, and Danny uh, the Hut. That's what Tom uh, said at first. That's what Tom said. <laughs> and uh, Nick Bulba. There you go. No, I would be uh, Nick 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 Binks. <laughs> <laughs>